Beard Bros Campfire Fun, fun time. time. I'm Grant. I'm Tyler. Hey guys, we're back. It's been a little break. We've had some stuff happen, some life happen. We're at the holidays the day before Christmas. It's a Christmas Eve. miracle. The eve of Christmas. What does eve mean? The evening? The Why is it the day before that is called weird. eve? What is eve? The day before. The day before Christmas. Well, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in, especially the day before Christmas. Merry Christmas. None of that happy holiday stuff. There's no, no other holidays. Kwanzaa isn't real. We're not we're not going to say Xmas either. I'm sorry. Kwanzaa isn't real. Look it up. And the Jewish holidays are all done. So it's Merry Christmas, everybody. And thank you for listening. Follow the Facebook page, the Beard Bros Campfire Fun Time group. You already know where it's at. We appreciate it. The listener support is after each uh, podcast. If you feel so obligated, we appreciate that too. We never ask for any money. This will always be free. And uh, now Spotify has a new feature. Tyler, I don't know if you've seen. They allow you to rate your podcast one out of five stars. Rate me so hard, please. So please rate us. It really helps. It gives us the boostings that we need. Ratings are kind of fake. But it lets us know kind of how we're doing, and I appreciate those as well. Well, we were talking last night. We're gonna we're not gonna reveal anything. Just let you guys know, twenty twenty two something big is in the works. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be the biggest thing I've ever done in my life, for sure. I would say that. Right, right now we're at the uh, brainstorming stage for sure, but it it's gonna happen. Yeah, I know it. It just kind of mixes passions, um, our work ethic. And what we want to kind of give back and do with the community. And I think it's going to be something really awesome. And I think it's going to fill a giant hole in yep. old Springfield here. Yep. It's going to be uh, wanted and I personally think needed. It's on trend and it's not trendy. That's the best part about it. So I'm super excited about that. So we'll we'll kind of keep you listeners you know, on uh, the edge of your seats. Yeah, and you'll be the first to know any and all information coming out. For sure, we promise you that. Anything that we uh, are proceeding with, and when that thing that we're going to be doing, that big surprise, when we're going to be working towards in 2022, this next year comes to fruition, we will be letting you guys know first. But until then, man, it's been a crazy couple weeks, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had COVID, so it's been a nightmare. Actually, the first is really like the first two days were pretty terrible. The rest was fine. Yeah. Just a mild cold. I was good. Yeah, I had a fever for three days. Um, I was fighting it. I mean, it was like 102 consistently. It was like 99 to 102 constant. All day, all night. I had the night sweats. Uh, My bones ached. My neck was was tight. And I had headaches. But other than that, no nausea, nothing like that. Um, it felt like the flu, honestly. And according to what a lot of people are saying, those are the exact symptoms of Omicron. So hopefully we just knocked that out of the bag and got our 8 to 16 times effectivity of natural yep. immunity than the natural, uh, quote, vaccine. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to burst your bubble here, guys. The vaccines don't work. My I lady has yeah. all the boosters, all the vaccines. And after I got COVID, she got COVID. So tell me the vaccines work. Okay, so on that note, Let's actually discuss that real quick. So, you mean to tell me she's double vaxxed and boosted? Double vaxxed, boosted out the wazoo. And she got it. She had and to she for was her sick. job. Was she equal to your symptoms? Uh, She had it worse than I did. Weird, because you're unvaccinated. Yeah. She had it a lot worse. 
Huh. Hers was about, she's still kind of kicking it, but, I mean, her severity was three to four days rather than mine was a little over two. Isn't it weird that all the people I know that keep getting COVID or, or that have had it, because according, uh, according to a doctor um, that kind of theorized he was on Rogan a couple weeks ago, or last, last week it might have been, he theorized that you can't get COVID twice. He's, and he he gave his side and his evidence supporting it. So do your research and look into it, see what it shows. But from the anecdotal, which is exactly what it is, anecdotal, what I'm seeing is my friends that are vaccinated and boosted or just vaccinated, double vaxxed, they're all the ones that's gotten sick. And it's put them out of work for like a week. Yeah, I haven't been to work in over 10 days and I'm going crazy. Yeah. I don't know what to do with the house. So it is kind of crazy. So the effectivity of the vaccine we're seeing is completely negligible, correct? Right. Okay. So now we know for a fact also that masks are little as 5% effective to maybe, if you wear the correct I will, N95, uh, Yeah, 25%. I will speak to that because whenever I got diagnosed, I went to a walk-in clinic and the doctor's like, you have to wear this at all times and gave me one of the M whatever, you know, the, the heavy duty ones. I yeah. know we use at work for the painters. Use those, those are effective against... Vapor like molecules and transmission. And yeah. within 30 seconds of her handing, I already had like a fabric mask on, you know. And I literally got diagnosed 30 seconds ago. She's like, put on your mask. And I'm like, I just, you know what I mean? You just handed it to yeah. me. So there, I can see it being a stickler thing, but come on now. So when you magically walk from the door of a restaurant to your table... The COVID just the doesn't the work. COVID ghost disappears yeah, the second you get below the headline. Yeah. The second you sit down at the table below the headline, fact, science, science, uh, a discredited against Anthony Fauci is a discredited against science. When you walk to your table, you gotta have your mask on over your nose. I recommend double masking. I also recommend triple masking and putting a garbage bag Straight over, over head. your head yeah. while you walk to your table. But when you're at your table eating Poof. and drinking, the COVID ghost notices and he goes away. He's gone. But that leads me to my next point. We are not led to assume that the COVID ghost is the gender of a male. It could be a he, could it be could be a she, or non-binary, or any of the other genders available. It's like, how much more are we going to believe of this nonsense? Just people Straight up malarkey. No one's dying that I am in the immediate circle of, and the people that died in the first wave unfortunately had the three to five average comorbidities. Eighty-some percent of emergency room and COVID uh, admissions to the hospital had a complete vitamin D deficiency and of the 80 some percent it's like 40 some had a almost no vitamin D in their system so they're stuck inside their yeah. house not getting a speck of sunlight or drinking any yeah. sunny D come on now and smarter people than me have told me over the years that we've misidentified vitamin D as a vitamin and it's not a vitamin we know now that vitamin D is actually a hormone and we know hormones, Tyler, affect every part of your body, including homeostasis, which is the way it works and the functionality of it. You know, not just the anatomy, but the physiology of it as well. And hormones have a much larger effect on behavior, on moods oh, and absolutely. feelings, on your actions, on your work ethic. Because if you're not feeling good, you're depressed, you're not going to want to go You're not going to go do anything. Yeah, there was a couple days I was getting restless after the COVID thing, quarantine. 
that I just had to get outside. So I jumped on the Harley and I felt a thousand times better after yeah. riding around in the sun and just getting some fresh air in me. Yeah, and you know, I'll tie in the COVID thing into the next topic too, because it does pertain. Uh, we just had a show, you know, with our band Zero Zero here in Springfield, Missouri, um, last week at Atlin Ballroom. It was a great show. I wanted to go, <clears> but <throat> I had COVID. Yeah. Thanks, COVID guys. And part of the admission was, you know, the whole vaccine proof of vaccine passport garbage or and or mask at all times right that was the premeditation rule that they set on this event and so i promoted the event like normal it's my band and i promoted them they're the promoters i'm promoting myself them the business you know but i also gave a little admission in the post i also said you know on this note please be aware the rules and regulations tied to this event had i personally would have known before agreeing to the event i'd I, I'm not for this kind of stuff at all. Or I would mandating never. Mandating yeah. vaccines or proof of vaccinations. Dude, that's absolute discrimination. Prove me wrong. You know what I'm saying? And especially, like, this isn't even including the, the lack of effectivity of masks or the vaccine. Because we should not even include that in this hypothetical. However, including that, it's doubled down dumb as to why we're still doing this right now in 2021 half almost at the end of the year right we're about to be 2022 and we're still pushing lockdowns mask mandates vaccine passports when we show the effectivity of vaccines wanes from three to six months you show that masks do little to nothing the the mass majority of masks are little to five percent effective right because they have the cloth or they have the scarf type mask you know buffs they do all those no one's walking around really with n95 except the super stupid liberals that are still terrified and look how goofy they look you know they're sitting alone in their car they still got covid dude right they still got covid you know that's that's the point so first it was get the vaccine to prevent the spread of covid well it actually changed our mind it doesn't prevent the spread of COVID, but get it to lessen the symptoms. Well, okay, it doesn't lessen the symptoms, but get it so you don't die. Well, now people are dying of the COVID for yeah. myocarditis and heart-related issues. It's wrecking healthy young kids and healthy young adults' cardiovascular system and causing a curiously high number of myocarditis in children. You're talking 15,000 children have been killed due to myocarditis and myocarditis-related events. And another thirty to 35,000 were admitted into ER in the hospital for cardiovascular issues. And that's not because of COVID. That was directly in correlation Breeding after taking germy the masks? COVID. No, it was oh. the vaccine. Oh, yeah. That's the scary thing. So when you're trying to force someone to take the vaccine or pressuring them by not letting them into places... You're making them think about that decision that they're seeing these actual numbers and anecdotal cases of people actually having severe side effects with these vaccines. And they're having to lose their job over it or not send their children to school or not go to the supermarket. And, you know, I heard something, too. It's like California. We always I'm really bad about it, too, and I should stop. But I'm working on it. California. Exactly, but that's 
that's part of it's, what I'm saying. It's, it's really only like two or three cities. It's like L.A., San Francisco. Those are the two ones that's still pushing the masks, the vaccine mandates, all this garbage, and pretty much the rest of California, like apparently like San Diego and stuff. People they're getting they're, tired of it. They're, they're done. done. Yeah, they're, they're done. over it. No one's wearing masks. They're they're done. They finally join rest of society, and they're realizing, hey, if we're not careful, we're going to end up just like Australia, where. Who was it? Uh, was it FDR? <laughs> FDR rounded up uh, Japanese ancestry Americans on our soil and put them in concentration camps. You know, what are they doing in Australia? The unvaccinating are literally getting rounded up and they're put into concentration camps and they're not allowed to leave. It's the most disturbing, disgusting thing. And Austria is doing the same thing. And isn't that ironic? How can we, uh, I don't know, how can you even stand up against something like that? You know what I mean? One, you don't give up your guns. <coughs> I know most countries outside of the United States, you don't really have the option anymore. You you know, you've long since, your forefathers and ancestors have given up that right or never seized that right. Um, maybe your country never fought for that right. In our country, it was a, it was a battle. <laughs> It was a thing. It was the Revolutionary War. It was like the the final straw for us. Overtaxation, control, government regulation, getting pushed around, property stolen, getting spied on. Now, did every single thing I said still take place today, or did it magically go away? It went away for a little bit. And now it's it's like it it's all back. And even in our great country of America, we still live in tyranny to a certain degree, man. There's so much political corruption that it's constant seek, um, constant seeking for power and control. And I just have a hard time looking at this mask thing and not seeing that. And especially the way that the people I used to work with, I'll say the idiots I used to work with at a certain place. Idiots! Used to sit there and just try and have like arguments with me about this. And I can't even understand what he's saying because he's wearing two masks. <laughs> and turns out this guy had to be hospitalized for a week. He got COVID apparently, you know, once or twice or whatever. You're, either way, he was super sick twice in two years. Yep. Had to be hospitalized twice for it. He's overweight. He's borderline diabetic he's not taking care of himself he doesn't exercise he eats like crap but vaccine tyler take a magic pill oh i'm just immune to everything let me just give get whatever chemicals just throw right in my bloodstream please this is no different than those like the ab cruncher 3000 10 minutes stimulates the core and you'll look like this chiseled black dude that's been doing push-ups a thousand push-ups a day he hasn't touched the ab cruncher 3000 you know it's it's a snake oil it's always buy this one product and we'll solve your problems it'll solve all your yeah you could work out you could take vitamins you could take care of yourself eat right but who has the time and money for that take this vaccine you'll be safe i want the shortcut so just give me the vaccine and i'm I'm good i'm superman and then you have these creators of the company moderna johnson and johnson and uh pfizer and i i can't remember if i said on the last podcast but i'll say it in case i didn't if you're a pharmaceutical company tyler let's say you yourself are moderna and you roll out this new pharmaceutical drug and we're going to call it 
Winnie X because his dog's in here and it's a little schnauzer. My little Winston's Winnie. in here. He's just begging for pets right now. So Winnie X is this new pharmaceutical drug on a massively successful rollout year of a pharmaceutical drug is a billion with a B dollars. That's like you, the CEO, you're buying champagne bottles. You're having some parties because you made some great money in your first year. Moderna alone. In 2020, banked $33 billion with a B. Moderna alone with the aid and hand of the government. You know why? They didn't have to pay for R&D or development of the vaccine, nor distribution, because that was paid for by you and I, the taxpayer, funded by the government, quote, which is us, stupid people. I hate the government. So you hate yourself? That's why nothing gets done because yeah. people don't understand how it works. It's insane to me. And then you have the compilation that Russell Brand did a couple months ago, and it's the most beautiful thing ever. You have like Good Morning America brought to you by Pfizer. Saturday Night Live brought to you by Pfizer. Jimmy Kimmel brought to you by Pfizer. And you're like, what? Like this is a late night talk show. Why are they... Why are they paid for by Pfizer? You know, why is this morning talk show? Why is this every news agency brought to you by Pfizer? Watch that compilation, guys. Go to YouTube, enter in Russell Brand Pfizer compilation. You'll you'll crap your pants. It's no coincidence that Pfizer and these companies like Moderna and Johnson Johnson Pharmaceuticals, aka the like three megacorps that own every company in the United States and a lot around the world pay the media massive amounts of money daily to say what they want them to say. Yeah. No media is safe. And just like Sam says, Sam Tripoli, great guy, awesome podcaster, funny comedian, is everything a conspiracy just about, you know, like almost everything nowadays. Not not is is the sky blue. Man, that's that's a conspiracy. That's not what we're talking about. It's when we're talking politics in daily life it seems that everything is corrupt now have you seen the newest uh movie on netflix it's uh don't look up with jonah hill i don't think i so. watched it last night and it's a perfect representation basically short story uh there's an asteroid coming to earth it's going to decimate the entire planet then one guy who's a big techie billionaire just like hey wait a minute that asteroid that's coming in it's got all these minerals that we can yeah. get tear, just uh, tremendous money off, basically. He's like, let me use my little drones. We'll mine it before it hits the planet. Yep. And then, you know, it's it's coming down the wire. It's going to ha- impact within a couple hours, and then all of his robots just fail. So the whole Earth ends. Yeah. And then at the very end, Jonah Hill's the only one back by himself, and he's filming himself. It's just kind of funny. For social media, he's the only man left on the planet. He's, he's like, still, "Hey, like, what's up? Yeah, like and subscribe, blah blah blah." <laughs> and I'm like, "That just paints a perfect picture yeah, of, of how, how America how is, blind. where you know, stupid. the whole human race is gone because one guy was greedy and you know, stuff didn't work." <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just really got to be careful with who you're voting in, who you're continuing to vote, and who you. You think it doesn't matter. Your local matters so much because it works its way up. So many people use local elections for stepping stones to get to the next place. And if you don't shut these idiots down immediately and stop them in your city council meetings and stuff like that, they spread like a virus across the nation. You get these 
free reign population zones like certain pockets of California and certain pockets of Illinois, certain pockets of New York, and then they ruin the name for the whole state. Yeah. You know how many people in Illinois are sick of the first city that comes to mind being Chicago? And nothing wrong with Chicago. I love it. It's a great city. It's awesome. It's awesome. Food and music Stinks. and everything. It's awesome. It is a little stinky. It's just but, you know, smell every, every So street. many people living on top of each other oh, in yeah. industrial city. That's just, you know, that's part of what happens with it. But, you know, there's so much that comes with it. The opportunity, the entertainment, the work, the money. The crime. The advancement. Absolutely. You know, positives and negatives. I choose right now to live in a moderately large city, you know, in the hundred to 300,000 range because that seems to have everything we need. Yeah, it's not too big, not too small. Yeah, Springfield's uh Springfield's pretty decent, you know, for the most part, but it often leaves you desiring more. <laughs> yeah, you want to kind of venture out for sure. But that uh that show that that our band did 00, you know, remind you guys we're a 2000s cover band, so we play everything, you know, a wide variety of music, but the Allen Ballroom is one of my favorite, you know, nostalgic venues here in town. It's I've seen some of my favorite bands in that place, you know, literally like a decade or two ago. We've been watching bands, you know, for multiple decades. And I know people that I've worked with, like grisly old line cooks that are 40 and 50, and they used to go see shows, you know, and yeah. see their favorite bands there. So I'm just wondering when the floor is going to give out because you know when it's really banging up there, the whole room is swaying up and yeah. down. I mean, all those buildings downtown are so old, old and yeah. not really kept up very well. It makes me worried sometimes that you know something like that's going <laughs> to happen in the middle of a show, which would be absolutely crazy. Excuse me. Well, last week, um, my girlfriend and I we swung up to Herman, Missouri, the old Deutsch. Deutschland town. Deutschtown. It's awesome. Wiener Schnitzel. So for those that don't know, a lot of the Midwest and certain areas, you know, all the way from Pennsylvania going down to Missouri and pockets of Kansas, Indiana, uh, Minnesota, Iowa, there's large pockets of German ancestry and immigrants that came over. And they like to group together and they yeah, like kind of yeah. settle a cool small little town. It's awesome. Everything tends to be handcrafted, homemade, farmed, um, every, you know what's on trend now with what what they've been doing forever <laughs> but herman missouri is kind of about i think it's about 30 30 minutes or so southeast of columbia so kind of in the middle in the northern part of our state in the middle um and it's just an entire german town tons and tons of rich history not only like missouri and american history but with ties to like paris ties to germany and you go here and you can get you know i'm talking distilleries wineries and breweries all three so it doesn't matter your spirit they have something for you they have your kind the wineries are high high grade high quality your grapes are just over the hills less than 10 miles away we we actually passed them as we were leaving town we saw the signs for the brands and stuff some of these brands are you know 100 years old yeah, some ancient. of them are 30 40 years old because they started when the main winery came here in the 70s but one really really interesting thing that i learned while doing a wine tasting in one of the wineries and i can't uh hoffman hoffman winery was the name of it h-a-u-f-m-a-n-n -N. and um 
We went inside. We paid $10 a person, and, and you get basically a flight of six of your choice of drinks off of their list. And they start with you know your dry reds and whites, and then you move all the way to your sweets, and you're able to pick six any of them that you want. And the very end, I ended it on champagne and learned something very interesting. The uh, Hermannhof Winery. Sorry, not 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 what I had said earlier. Hermannhof. And <clears throat> learned something very interesting. So you know how champagne is champagne only when it's from the champagne region of France, correct? And everything else... I didn't know that. I'm not a champagne drinker. Everything else must be called sparkling white wine if it's... <laughs> Made of not, that grape. That's interesting. It, it's regional based, the name is, correct. So there was a German winery guy. I think he was a doctor, the lady told us. And doctor, German name, something, you know, Hausenhofenheim, you know, something. He ended up giving Paris champagne grapevines from the region of Champagne. When he came over here, he had brought champagne vines with him, planted them in Herman, Missouri. That's smart thing. Yep. Grew wine. So guess what he gets to do? He sold them the vines and he licensed them. So Herman is the only city outside of the entire region of France and the world that can actually legally bottle champagne. That's brilliant. It's the most amazing thing ever. So you can get real authentic German champagne here in Missouri that's basically French champagne. Right. It's pretty incredible. But the wine selection was great. You know, there was some pretzels and uh, or some uh, some crackers and dark chocolate chips that we got to kind of clean our palate and then taste the changes of certain hmm. wines. They give you complimentary <clears throat> Lederhosen? Uh, no, but I'm sure you could find them there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you're walking around and you just smell like different Versed and sausage. Sausages. So you're walking around and we ended up seeing a big wooden sign that says Versed House. I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Walk right in there and Check you it smell out. and see smoked cured meats hanging like on the walls and on the ceilings. They had um, kind of a buffet line in the back in storage shelves full of meats. Sopracetas, salamis, pepperoni, German summer sausage, you know, mm. everything. And uh, very cheap and reasonable prices. You know, they had all the pickled and pickled vegetables and eggs and stuff like that too jellies and jams and yeah. cheeses but telling you for a weekend trip guys from springfield it's only three hours away and a little tip if you're looking to stay the night herman can be pretty expensive um as far as overnight stays i didn't look at airbnb but generally the, the fees cleaning fees make it a little more than hotels sometimes and because herman's so niche and nice it's going to be expensive, 100 to 200 a night. So we stayed in St. Roberts slash Fort Leonard Wood, which is there's a military base. It's an hour and a half north of Springfield. So about an hour to hour and a half away is Herman from there. And the hotels are from 40 to $80 a night. Yeah, that's way better. So all you people uh, listening in India, if you guys want to just come on down yeah. to Missouri. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let me tell you what, old Herman, I know you're craving for some Missouri German sausage. Get you first. some real sausage in you. Willkommen zu Herman. Danke schön, bitte. So uh, that, that was a pretty pretty neat experience, and I had a good time. Speaking of smoked meats, tell you what, holy mackerel. That mackerel you brought over yesterday, oh, we yeah. smoked on this. What else do we have? We had uh, chicken wings chicken and smoked wings French fries. And smoked fries, yeah. Threw Some them all little in. hand-cut hand cut steak fries. That turned out real good. 
You know, you just kind of season your fries a little bit. A lot of people don't know, but it is true. You can smoke anything. No, not in a pipe and not in a cigarette. I'm talking about in a smoker. Good old you can put, billowing smoke. Yeah. And what's crazy, what a lot of people do, a really creative thing, I'm talking think outside the box, folks, and this is how creative you can be. Get a sheet tray, put it in your smoker at the very top, fill it with water, run the smoker for two to three hours, and what happens is that smoke infuses the water, the water reduces, and you have liquid smoke. You can then take that and make cocktails. You can infuse other foods because you yeah. literally have liquid smoke. I've or seen a couple people do that. At one bar. of my favorite. You take that water, freeze it into ice cubes, and you put it in a whiskey cocktail, and you're able to have a smoky mm. flavor yeah. with things. It's you, you can get super creative with a smoker, but we just went. The only thing I'll tell you what the one thing that I couldn't get to smoke, I found some grilling cheese in the refrigerator. I threw that in the smoker. It doesn't work. You it can, turned to rubber. Yeah, <laughs> you you can smoke it's just a cheese, different type of cheese. But it's yeah. a different. You generally need like a semi-soft <laughs> cheese. Well, I don't know if the very, difference of the grilling cheese is temp. the yeah. Well, I don't very know if it needs low temp. higher temp or not. No, 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 no. For this particular cheese, because well, it that, turns since, since it was hard. Yeah, maybe. But what you probably did was just kind of dried it out and smoked it. So what you could do with that cheese is you take a microplane or grater and you shave it super thin and in tiny little pieces like Parmesan over pasta. And you get that smoky cheese flavor. Because this was like a a brick basically inch thick and then four inches long, you know, and it just just didn't turn out. I tried it, but whatever. Yeah. But we had smoked wings, smoked mackerel. The mackerel came from Florida. Um, Was... Within a month or two old, but we had it frozen. I took it out, marinated a, a quick little marinade. Same thing for the chicken wings. A little vinegar, a lot of seasoning, and drained off all that marinade. Smoked them for, what, like an hour, hour and a half? Yeah, give or take, take an hour. And we actually we had, had uh, kind of high. instead of water in the reservoir, we put a little bit of red wine in there. And I think it kind of added something to it. I mean, it was, yep. it was definitely pretty flavorful. Yep. It adds kind of them little hint of sweetness like almost. Little, yeah, that sweet uh, burgundy type taste where you Ron almost taste burgundy? like the cask it was in more than the wine itself. Yeah. Like a real woody yeah. with floral notes and a little fruity. What was sweet. the mixture? We had hickory. We had hickory. That's your main base. When you go smoking, folks, you, the different woods make a hardwood difference. hardwood base. 100% is so important and then you always cut your hardwood with some fruit and nut woods and one of my favorite things to do almost always hickory almost never mesquite that's a good way to think about it mesquite is so overpowering you barely want any and rarely ever do you use it i would use it for certain cuts of beef in a small amount so because we were doing fish and chicken and fries we want to taste those things we don't want to just taste smoke so Hickory as a main base, about 50%. And then we added a fruit wood. This time it was apple. And we cut it with a little pecan wood. So that gave it a little bit of the nuttiness. And when you combine those, it brings more of a balanced smoke flavor. And right. not just like a just one, savory smoke yeah. or a sweet smoke. It It's more of a balanced. And you play with that combination. One of my favorite things to do is a, like especially pork. You get hickory, peach wood and a little pecan. And that combination for any and all pork is my favorite. There's something about that that, man, it's so good. 
I just wish we had, you know, like some bamboo and sugar cane here that was accessible. Like wrap everything in or something? Or? Well, the sugar cane just for smoking too, mm. you know, like just it, it imparts certain flavors and certain mm. and like seaweed. I would love to have a lot of seaweed for clam bakes. Yeah, there's no uh, seaweed around here, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not eating all the uh, <laughs> Springfield Lake hydrilla that grows <laughs> up in in the lakes around here. That's filtering all the nastiness. It's oh. real gross. I mean, we got we're a state of lakes and rivers. That's for sure. We got tons of fresh water and coastline. We have more coastline in Missouri than California does, which is insane. But it's due to the fact that we have rivers, streams, yeah. beaches by our lakes, and these lakes are really big. I mean, we're you're talking. We have we have a nationally ranked bass fishing lake. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Table Rock Lake, man, is nationally known. Regular tournaments. Oh it's, yeah. It's well, people big come time. for miles around and fish there for sure. So we got lots of that, and there's coastline everywhere, so you can camp and fish and hunt and do all that so we got tons of conservation area which we're blessed with all those outdoor areas we can't take it for granted you know we have awesome places that we can set up shop whatever we want to do just enjoy the outdoors yeah. and then you know and kind of forget about it sometimes what's crazy is any of the many times i go out squirrel hunting a few times a month generally minimum i'll pick a new random conservation area and go to it and it's crazy that I can still find conservation oh, areas. Yeah. They're everywhere. That I haven't even been to. Yeah. And it's it's insane. I know that's not the story for a lot of states and some areas. But be careful who you vote in, folks. <laughs> that's all I can say. Because the politicians work with these corporations that they buy up all this land and then put up things like Whataburgers and... And the Wendy's. Know, and Yay, you got a Wendy's. And you're you like, oh, I love In-N-Out. And the next thing you know, 10 years later, there's a Walmart. There's, you know... All sorts of buildings and stuff, and you you kind of look like Las Vegas, and it yep. gets and you got one tree and a ten square mile, you know, it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, so I don't ever take it for granted anymore. I I have and I used to a lot, you know, not really realizing <laughs> how much how much we actually had around us outside. Uh, we have accessible and it's free and paid for already by our taxes our permits and everything it's already protected it's safe for us i'm a public land owner and so are you you know so is everyone in the united states that's listening you're a public land owner you own land you might not be able to put a house on it no but hey you can go visit whenever it's open some areas you can build duck blinds and do things i mean no. you can build some things you know but it's your recreational use Whatever you want to do recreationally, you can duck hunt, ride bikes, you know, hunt squirrels, deer, provide food for your family, or have fun. And it's all already protected and paid for. And, you know, that's a lot of people forget that. A lot of people forget, well, I'd like to go hunting, but I just don't have any land. You know, I don't have, oh, I'd like to do this hobby, insert whatever hobby outdoors, but I just don't have land. It's like, that's no excuse. There's Literally, still free land for us, especially just the amount of land we have around us. But for most people, there's there's parks, there's conservation areas, and you can look up on your conservation department website and find these areas and figure out the rules and regulations and what you can and can't do on them. Yeah, that's another thing. Usually, I've never seen one that didn't have a you know a billboard of hey, this is kind of gives you a general map of the area. I'm pretty state, sure they you know. have to by law just okay. due, due yeah. to the fact, you know, it has to be 
Some wildlife information too. What kind of animals live in the area? Yeah, and like rules for camping, rules for hiking, rules for hunting, bird watching, foraging. They have all these. Like, I see deer and turkey hunting rules apply signs all the time, and it says like deer hunting archery only. Right. But turkey so they probably don't have stuff. much land. To, Correct. You know, so, so you're not allowed single projectiles. You know, you're allowed shotguns and things like that. You're not allowed single projectiles in certain areas. So it's very important to go just on the website, scroll down, you'll see two links, area brochure, area regulations. And if you click on the brochure, that gives you like the map and everything you need to know about the conservation areas. And I am regularly reading those. I mean, I've got them regularly. That's how you can figure out if you can squirrel hunt. Right. I've been to some conservation areas, driven all the way out and realized it says no single projectiles on the pamphlet at the site, but not on the website. Oh. And I had my 22. So you got to turn around and go home. Yeah, that stinks. And one of those times, Tyler, we didn't even notice until after we came back to the car, luckily unsuccessfully hunting. And then I I, looked That would have been a big fine, I'm sure, if you caught. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's, you're under the obligation of the law. You're not under ignorance. Ignorance is no right. excuse. You're not allowed to just go out. Well, I didn't know I couldn't kill 30 deer. You know, that I'm hungry. Just trying to provide for my family and make some money as well. Yeah, you can't do that. There's certain laws. Sir, you killed the deer rules. with grenades. You can't be doing that out here. <laughs> well, yeah, it's humane. You ever see your deer get up from a grenade? Heck no. Ain't Blows his back him. legs clean off. Ain't never happened. <laughs> Speaking of ridiculous things, let's talk about TikTok for a second. I got a lot to say. Oh, my gosh. So I saw one the other day. I don't have it. Never will get it. Never will install it. But, of course, they always appear. And uh, I have a couple friends that send it to me. Laddie, one of the guests, Ryan Ladd, that we had on here. You, You guys know him earlier in the podcast. Go listen to it if you haven't. Ryan Ladd regularly sends me, uh, some TikToks here and there. And, uh... He didn't send me this one, but, oh my gosh, dude. What is with, can we discuss this, this trend of girls that are like 21 to 33. Just being bimbos. They dance half naked to a song that they didn't write nor sing. They're lip syncing, and it's clearly a voice that doesn't match them. Oftentimes, it's like a man's voice and they're a girl or vice versa. It's the weirdest thing ever. But the weirdest one that I saw today, her baby, she's in NICU, prenatal ICU, right? Like natal ICU. Her baby is has a tube in her nose, laying down, this poor, sweet little baby, literally is gasping, going, bah. Bah. you can see it. It's turned sideways. And she's dancing, doing oh like this gosh. thing. And she does these points. Dance. She does like a Justin Timberlake finger down the nose and then points at her baby while the music's like and she's just like pointing and dancing at her baby and flashing text that says my baby was like admitted into ER he's dying prayers for him good vibes or you know like something ridiculous if you use your dying (laughs) prenatal baby to get likes and heart come on I literally this world is gone. Couldn't to even the be sad or mad. I was. I just laughed because I didn't even want to allow myself to react to it. That's but terrible. What is with this? And I'll lead into then. Okay, <clears throat> you remember years ago it was this trend to call people culturally appropriating 
uh, oh my gosh, that person, that white girl just came back from Barbados and she has dreads or like cornrows. That's culturally appropriating. They did that with celebrities. They did it with, you know, random people on the street. They blew people up. They destroyed their lives for a little bit. How is it not appropriating then for me to go watch this trashy, I can say this because I'm white trash, this white trash girl mouthing a black dude saying the N word, the F word, all these words, right? Just singing and she's a white girl. But because she's not wearing a top and she's wearing a bra and dancing in her bedroom with her shorts rolled and folded as many times as possible, (laughs) how is that not a cult like a cultural appropriation for a white girl to literally claim black voice? (laughs) I don't for likes and notoriety and monetary reasons. Is that not exploitation? Is that not actual appropriation if we're actually gonna start talking about it? Oh, 100%. It's, so she's manipulating the algorithm to try and get people to look at her body and to like the song and to like her dance and to think she's cute and like to, oh, she's cool, you know, she likes this. Like, What are we doing with ourselves here? And then the people that are just watching these, like myself, I felt bad for even watching. I'm like, I probably gave her money. Yeah, she probably got two cents just for watching that, you know. Just come on. It's just, to me, it's just degrading. It's so embarrassing. Like if you're selling it's your cringy. body out <laughs> yeah. and your little baby. It's, it's sitting there gasping. What is that baby going to do when it turns 16 and sees that viral video? Matter of fact, my mom why dancing don't you pull like it a up. crazy person. Pull it up. Look it up. It's going to piss me off. Girl dances by baby for TikTok. I guarantee that's all you got to do. And it's going to pull this up. It's the most ridiculous thing. Her dance is so cringy white girl trying to be urban like that one one girl from the 80s or 90s that had that video it's like you want to be an urban dancer this is called popping it popping it popping it now over here we're sliding it you know that ridiculous thing where it's like what are you doing you've never even been to a city why are you referring to it as urban like what is <laughs> what what is happening here and now it's this whole new wave of <laughs> oh neoliberal God. white girls dancing to to black guys rap songs. Yeah, watch this. You're going to just, you won't even believe this. All right, so she's starting off kissing this cute little baby. Look at her cute little baby. Oh, the heart Look at her dance. was taken. He tested positive for RSV, waiting for him to breathe better on his, while she's wearing a Nirvana shirt, just dancing like an idiot. Watch, watch her point at it. Point at her kid at the end. It's it's so cringy and funny. Watch. There it is. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Hand on the hip, pointing at her baby like, oh look at look at this. Now look at the baby's face. He's literally gasping Just for air, man. Barely alive. That is sickening. And she posted her video, her camera up across the room. Was like, hey, are you ready? Okay, three, two, one, go. Ah, I wanna Jeez. be with you. I want to be with you. It's, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. And the comments on it are great. We are effing doomed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Exactly. This is what Tim Dillon talks about all the time. He rants. I love it. If you don't listen to Tim Dillon's podcast, Rogan calls him all the time. He is an American institution, and that is a real thing. He's this gay Hollywood comedian that is absolutely with it and on point, on the nose. And this is exactly the kind of stuff he would rant about. For like an hour or two, be like, this is where our society's going. 
These are the future leaders of America. This is the future like Elizabeth Warren and Nancy Pelosi. You know what I'm saying? These are the people that are going to be in those positions because none of us are going to want to deal with these people. And these are the people that are going to just want power and just keep going forward. Just, what, just what's the bottom of the barrel? That. Like where, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, can you get further on the spectrum? Like to be just, just a shit human being, you know what yeah, I mean? To dance in front of your dying baby. Gosh. On TikTok. Even the Chinese officials spying on that TikTok are like, Ugh, we know like this. This is bad. Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, they're even cringing at this. Because we obviously know it's, you know, quoted by some of the most, like, leading top intelligence officials in the United States. They've never seen anything as scary and corrupt as TikTok software or their program. Oh, so yeah. it's that's why it's banned. And, you know, in the military, no military members allowed to do it, all sorts of stuff. And it's just a horrible. I saw, I saw one video where uh, it was American troops. They're all on their phone. They're like, look at this dumb idiot over here. He's on his Snapchat app or whatever. And the enemy has their location turned on. He's like, I can see the enemy, right? He tells, you know, on the app, yeah. <laughs> the idiot's right over there and watch this. He sends a cannon over there. You yeah. know, obviously yeah. took care of him. But it's one of them things like, how stupid do you have to be sometimes? Yeah. Social media is just the death of us, I think. Well, you want to know something funny that I heard <laughs> when we were going in the in the Korean War? You want to know what the North Koreans did to uh, covertly hide their messages from the Americans. <clears throat> what do they do? They whispered over comms. Oh, so they can't hear them. I'm not making it up. Instead of, they thought we they couldn't speak Korean. If we can just whisper. <laughs> they thought we didn't have any Korean interpreters. Yikes. And they were like, if we just talk it quiet, they cannot understand us. The American bastards will never take over. Kill the infidels. And they're like, oh, yeah, we we are, uh, we're really doing nothing over here in North Korea. We're doing nothing. Yeah, they will never catch on to our plan. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's how disassociated and disconnected even their military is from the outside oh, world. That ridiculous. they thought that whispering was going to keep us from and hearing. So, you know someone was approached with that idea like, hey. What, what can we do? We got to send the message. You know, let's get Stan on this. I think we ought to yeah. just, uh, just be real quiet. Mr. Kim, Mr. Kim, what <laughs> what we do to subvert uh, covert messages? Oh, very interesting. Well, what we do, we whisper. They can't hear a whisper. They can't hear a whisper on comms. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, man. It's so ridiculous. This is, uh, this is the world we live in. But man, that, woo, on a serious note, to actually hear what's going on inside North Korea is so impossibly difficult. And now it is, according to Yaomi Park, um, impossible to escape. The North Korean government invested like all of their money in mines to mm. line the coast so that no one can escape anymore. Yeah. And she was probably one of the last wave of people to get out. And if you folks don't know who Yaomi Park is, go to Spotify, search her name, Yaomi, or go to Joe Rogan's po uh, podcast, <clears throat> The Joe Rogan Experience, and go look up the Yaomi Park. You can listen to her story of how her mom got her out of North Korea 
and it's absolute insanity. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You couldn't make a movie believable on her story. It'd be not even a good movie to watch. Like, even if Hollywood try and did their touch, you know, to make it one of those, you know, really emotionally heartfelt Schindler's yeah. List type movies, I don't think it'd be believable. But, I mean, really, I mean, what the interview was really the only movie they've kind of made, and it was very, you know, comedy-esque, very And I think light. that might be a way to do it, literally work with Rogan and Spotify to make that interview a, a film documentary. Yeah. Just like, and her other interviews and piece them all together. And make it because I watched the one where she was on Jordan Peterson. Oh my gosh, that one was even harder, man. Because Jordan Peterson's a little bit more of an emotional and intellectual guy, mm -hmm. so he feels with her, and he he just constantly is breaking down. Yeah, and he's asking these intellectual questions that are just like, you know, like psychiatrist based, where he's really getting into the nitty gritty of the mental aspect. Like, what was your mental state? When right. you were watching your mother getting raped, when she put herself in your place because they were going to rape you, but your mom said no, and she did it instead. It's like, and you had to sit there and witness that. He's like, what? How could you possibly? Like, what was, you know, that kind of real dialogue needs to be recorded. And that's the stories and movies that need made, not right. Avatar 2. Ghostbusters, the woman's version. Like, how many reversions of movies are we going to watch before we actually Speaking get of which, some good information? Did you see the new Matrix just came out? I haven't watched it yet, but isn't it ironic? Coincidental they, that it's coming out now. Obviously, they tried to pay homage to the originals, so there's so much of the cutscenes. They're literally taking snippets out of the movies of the and putting ones. it, and he the whole the whole thing starts off with Oh, Neo made this game. So all the Matrix is now a video game. So the Matrix is just a simulation game in a simulation. Right. But then it turns out Inception. it was real. Well, where's Leonardo da Vinci? Or DiCaprio, DiCaprio, sorry. Was he hiding in the Matrix? He's not in that. You're talking about Inception. That's what I'm saying. If there's layered <laughs> Inception like this, is, is it really just a massive universe here? But in the real world, he meets Trinity. And she she has no recollection, but the second she sees him, she knows something happened. So it, it's like it's kind of interesting, but like it's an also afterlife thing. Yes, like, yeah. But it, I mean, it's it's as good as a remake of a classic set of movies can be. You know, I guess. I mean, The Matrix was always so boring to try and watch because just because it was so long, I will admit that. And I love movies, and I even love the concept, and I love Keanu Reeves even more. <laughs> Seems like he's getting things. worse as an actor. But man, you can't top John Wick. John yeah. Wick oh, one yeah. and two and three. Are you kidding me? John yeah. Wick one, the original, is the best. John Wick two is great. John Wick three was, you know, kind of not great. Guns blazing. John Wick is such a good series. That is the role for him. You know, yeah. he does that so well, so well. You know, Keanu Reeves. Like what was it? Pablo Francesco for back in the day, the old. Uh, um, voice comedian, the 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 impressionist. He did s such good impressions of Keanu Reeves and like how he plays that same role in every movie. Like 
starring Keanu Reeves. We went too far. He went too far. You know, it's 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 like that same like we'll get he, there yeah, together. He only he has his hair back. One line sprinkled in. It's never more than a few words. So it's it's just kind of funny. Yeah, he is he is very good at acting and he is even better at jiu-jitsu and he's even better at being a humble decent human being. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Very real, very humble, really great guy. Cares for his family, starts charities, gives money, trains jujitsu, so he's very humbled in that because there's no way to have an ego and be smashed by a, a 15-year-old white belt girl daily for a year before you start realizing, I don't know anything and I'm weak. No. <laughs> you know, and anyone that trains jujitsu or a martial art that's, you know, real and intense and as immersive and in-depth like that that teaches community... They're humbled in a different way, and they're generally gentle giants because they understand their uh, their limits. Their capacity yes. of <laughs> destruction. And also they know other people's capacity. Yeah. The ability to choke you out in two seconds. I've seen it happen. Whenever you set a rear naked choke hold completely solid, you're doing a blood choke. In less than two seconds, you're out. It's crazy, like, once it's set in, it's like, one, two, out, and you're done. It's the craziest thing yeah. ever. So simple technique um, conquers all. That's why I've always really loved Kyo Terra, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a world champion, like 12, 13, 14-time world champion, you know, 30, mm. young 30s, right? Like yeah. mid, mid-30s, young guy from Brazil, came up here and just started sweeping competitions. You know, he's Gracie-born, and trained all through that and then developed his own and he's crazy he's crazy and I feel like they're kind of geared towards you know jiu-jitsu at a young age aren't they in they, Brazil yeah and it's because they don't have much not, uh, right uh, they might have soccer or something but I don't think they have much it's very popular and it's dynasties down there it's family dynasties it's families doing martial arts yeah. it's a fam- and we found out pretty quick the most effective martial art in the UFC is jiu-jitsu and wrestling if you send your kid and your kid wants to do a sport but they don't really want to do basketball they don't really want to do soccer you don't quite know what to do but you want to do something definitely don't football i'm sorry i love football but i played it i wouldn't recommend it i wouldn't even sign up yeah my little guy for terrible but what you do is you send them up to like a contact type sport that's not contact per se you're not getting punched in the head or hit in the head you know we're headbutting ball like the soccer ball or anything, but you send him in wrestling or and or jujitsu. Ideally, wrestling first all through school, right? Yeah. And then you in, enroll them in jujitsu at a young teenage age, and I promise you, that kid will become a savage. That kid will become a confident, humble savage. Man or woman, confident, humble savage. That... Well, not to mention give them great discipline for the rest of their life. Focus and discipline, and they will know their true potential, and they'll be able to help and encourage others because of the family encouragement that they got in their martial arts. It carries to every aspect of life, man. And jiu-jitsu, we saw in the UFC, is so effective. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't matter your size. You can... You know, if you have the leverage yep. or you have the know-how, yep. you can get out of anything or prevent anything. And that's 
that's what uh, Kyotera's motto is for Kyotera uh, Jiu Jitsu, which Springfield BJJ here in town. Shout out to you, Brian Stubner, uh, the best gym in town, hands down, best gym in the area, no question. World champions, national champions, regional, local champions, all around the fence in all competitions, from gi to no gi. If you're serious about it, look them up. But on the wall, you'll see a motto, and it comes from Kayo himself, and it is. Technique conquers all. Because Kyle himself is a is a skinny guy, like 155, 165 pounds. But I wouldn't mess with him. He would choke you a hundred different ways in 60 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Like, the guy is insane. And he just proves to young kids, to old people, to overweight people, to underweight people, that it doesn't matter your position and your condition. If you have the motivation... And the determination, we have something to show you. Yeah. And you'll learn literally your first class. You're going to get your butt kicked. You're going to be just smothered. You're going to be probably vomiting, honestly. You'll be overworked in the, just the warm-ups that you'll be breathing heavily out the back door throwing up. That's extremely common. It happens. Um, it's like two days of football. Yeah. Always happens. It's just part of the conditioning aspect of the sport in the... Uh, the sport and the combat colliding. You know, martial arts is definitely a sport, but it involves a lot of mental focus along with physical technique. And it's not just for show. Because I, I yeah. remember whenever our, my little guy was in there, he's, I want to be in Taekwondo because that's all he heard about. And he plays mm-hmm. a video game, so he thinks that, oh, Taekwondo is, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I showed him one video of a, a Taekwondo expert, top of his field, takes Black on... Belt, yeah. One guy that has five, ten years of jujitsu, yeah. and he manhandled yeah, him he, like he wouldn't believe. Yeah, that was probably the Gracie video. Right yeah. after that video, little guy's like, "Hey, I don't want taekwondo anymore." Like I told yeah. you, dude, it's all for they show. have the most. They have the most wonderful kids program at Springfield BJJ. Yeah, it's just so crazy expensive. But, you, We've looked at it. You it's can just go so there expensive. for free for the first class, I believe, maybe a couple classes. But yeah, I totally understand. Yep. It's kind of like taking your vitamins. You know, you're building a human being, and you you have to weigh yourself. Is the money, <coughs> f- first of all, are you able to pay for it? And then secondly, is the money worth the progression and the life skills that you will be instilling yeah. in him? And for me, if it is possible, I would try and make a way. And at least let him try it. Right. If he loves it, then make him... Let him make a sacrifice, like a game console goes, you know, or like let him, yeah, that's let something him he needs. Do some I would chores say. around to help pay for it, you know, and you're double instilling work ethic, you know, you're you're doing more for him. But if he's not interested, he's not interested. So. You know that that's just the way it works. You're not gonna be able to force anybody. And you can't force, yeah, yeah. You have to give them time to make up their own decision, or you know, you can't force someone to do something. But he's at that sure. perfect age, man, where. He, I know if he goes, he's going to meet people his age, younger and older, and exactly his age. He's going to meet friends, and then he's going to learn a choke or two and an escape or two. And, and he, feel real he and he's going to be like, this is awesome. Yeah. And he's going to start trying it on you. Yeah. And that's exactly what you want. You know, on you, not friends, not other people. Right. Just at home. Which he, he has and, a rage problem, which, you know, as and this whenever I was his age, yeah. that. You need an outlet. You got to take it. it out on something. This is it because that's part of the humbling thing. You're going to go there with that rage and all this energy. 
and not know how to do it. And then you're going to be like, you're going to be taught something. I'm like, okay, it's time to drill it. So you and your partner try this move back to back. And then at the end of the class, you'll kind of roll around and wrestle, right? And it's called rolling. Right. And it's basically chess. You're just playing chess. I move here, you With move bodies. here. I move here, you move here. Repeat forever. That's what the Gracies say. That's jujitsu. So it's a never ending game until you mess up. I just wish I had the means whenever I like if I for sure, I keep looking I at that little ten, eleven year old kid, I'm like, man, if I had the knowledge, you know, I I'd be throwing out my game consoles. I'd be in the gym all the time. You know, I'd be reading dude, more. I'd be doing everything. Contact him. Let me talk to Brian, and let me see. Whenever if we checked, it was like over a hundred bucks a week. A we're not week? Do, it's. I thought stupid. it was like a month because they they count it as like a blocks. daycare yeah, type well, of. Yeah, for a, sure. It's crazy expensive. Like I wouldn't pay that for myself, let alone a little ten year old that's gonna get maybe five percent out of the whole let class. Let me uh, talk with Brian and see if there's any coupons, anything he can do for a kid that wants is starting out that plays a lot of video oh, games. Check. Oh. Let me see if Brian could do something because I've helped him out in Eagle. He's helped me out in the gym, and I know he's always wanting new faces to come in and actually start changing their life. Right. You know and. The biggest thing is we like could, another thing is we couldn't take him to and from because of our work schedules yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of that would have to be maybe like you would pay for like one week a month and you would go and just like yeah. try it out. And if it's and if it's something you know that that uh, he ends up really loving, you know that have to be a talk talk to him, be like, this yeah. is expensive, and we would have to sh- shift so much. Th- yeah. I mean, it just it'd be very hard. For our work schedules, but yeah, we. But I also try it. have another gym in town that he is a brown belt from BJJ that opened his own gym, and that is another place that I'll talk to because he has a cheaper program and it is just as good. Yeah, just as good. He is a Springfield BJJ. He's been with Brian for ten years. You know what I'm saying? He is a brown belt, so he is training, teaching, running his academy. So he'll get his black belt within a few years. He is fully capable, and I would look at that. Uh, that that would be a good one. Yeah, I just don't know if the kid's gonna stick with it. Well, for sure, that's why you go try it out. Yeah, just try it out. See if it's something he likes. If it is, you know, try it out. Yeah, old Robert Paul Champagne, try it out. Try it out, man. You know, just try it out. Just do it. <laughs> Robert Paul Champagne, he's a funny guy. Anyway, um, so we're back. We had a little dinner. We had to take a brief break. Made some s'mores by the campfire, too. They're delicious. delicious. The fire's stoked. It's out there. We get like a 55-degree night Christmas Eve here in Missouri. It's pretty crazy. Can't really believe it, but I have a feeling that we're going to get winter like in a March this coming year. It's going to be wet and full of snow. I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be. Something's going to be bad the way that we're, we're having all this good weather. So we figured we're going to look through a couple of couple of Florida man stories to kind of end it was, as you all know, Florida's home to a diverse wildlife. That's a nice way community. of saying there's a lot of crazy people that live in Florida. Oh, yes. <laughs> They're, it's very diverse. We're all about diversity here on Beer Bros Campfire oh, yeah. Time. Diversity. And as diverse as Florida's ecosystems are, what... There is no more diverse than the human species that lives in Florida. <clears throat> Florida man. 
caught on video licking doorbell. Ding dong. There's the picture of him licking the doorbell. Oh. So that's not like a ding dong ditch. That's a ding dong lick. Yeah. <laughs> that's real weird. Let me see what else we got. Florida man dies after winning roach eating competition. The 32-year-old noshed down on roaches and worms as a part of a oh python winning competition. So he was trying to win a like a Burmese python or a ball python, right? At a reptile shop locally. And he was eating roaches and he ended up dying. So somehow, I don't know what that means. Some disease on the roaches or what? Ugh. I don't know if you can overdose on a roach. A roach overdose? I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Florida man takes a golf cart on a wild ride through Walmart and rolls right in the front door <laughs> looking to try to stop him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> This man, uh, a Jupiter, Florida man, was arrested for throwing a live alligator into a Wendy's drive-thru in east of Lox, Loxahatchee, Loxahatchee, Florida. <laughs> Joshua James, that name sounds fake. He gave them two first names. That's not his real name. 23 was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, illegally killing... Possessing or capturing an alligator. Second degree larceny petite theft. <laughs> what? Jeez. So there's a Florida man that is accused of using a 24-cent pack of Kool-Aid to rack up $1,000 in fraudulent charges at Walmart. So he's like, instead of scanning the actual merchandise, he had a Kool-Aid packet in his sleeve. He was scanning that. So 24 cents. 24 cents. <laughs> That's really smart. It is a little smart. <laughs> you know, I've said it once again before. If you're going to take away all of your workers and make me work for my product, I might miss something. There's a certain percentage that it's going to be lost. I might miss something. And don't then go and stop me at the door and demand to search my bags and check my receipt like a Nazi guard. Where are your papers, sir? May I see your papers? What is in your bag? Show me what is in your bag. Like... Either pay for cashiers to sell me the product and to bag it yeah. to ensure I'm not stealing it, or I'm walking by because I just bagged and picked my own groceries. I've seen a video where this guy uh, gets stopped right before he goes. He's got like two TVs and like play sets for the kids all in the cart, and he hands the receipt to the guy. The guy just briefly looked at it. All right, you're good to go. And handed back the receipt, looked at it. It was one jar of pickles was the only thing on that receipt. He walked out of there with two TVs, play sets, and the guy wasn't even he didn't even care. You know, Gosh. just keep on going. <laughs> yeah. I mean the door greeters I've seen are <clears throat> let's just say uh COVID cough. Let's just say some of those door greeters I think the last time that they ran, Bruce Jenner was not only still a man, he was an Olympian. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're all like 170. Well, I mean, they definitely put the older people there because they can't really lift the boxes well, in the no, back. Or, you know sure. what I mean? There's not I a whole it. lot of but opportunity. You're going to make them security, basically, and checkers? They're the last ditch effort stopping. from oh, yeah. letting stuff Maybe get Maybe they're stolen. trying to just kill you with <laughs> niceness. Like, excuse me, sir. That's what they're banking sir. on. Sir. And you're like, you're not going to rip off an old man, you are you? I, I can't rip that old man off. <laughs> Yeah, I've always wondered, like, 
the deterrence factor because I know that that was why CC's Pizza they were obligated in their rules to uh, hey welcome to CC's hey welcome to CC's you not remember that every time yeah. a single person walked hey welcome to CC's they have to turn and look because the theory was and I don't know how true it is <clears throat> corporate found out that if you look at somebody you're less likely to steal if you bingo. give them attention. That's what they were telling us at home. If you and just and look too. at someone and say, "Hey, how you doing? Yeah, thanks for coming in." They get nervous, like they're being watched. And nine times out of ten, they'll ditch the stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. what our loss yeah. prevention would. They say they'll just trash. It even if you physically saw them take something, throw it in their purse or backpack or whatever, you go up there. Hey, how can I help you? Act like nothing's wrong, and they get scared and they start no oh, run out to lawn and garden and ditch the stuff real quick. I'm going to Google what, how much product the Walmart stores lose. But a business year. has a certain percentage of, of, of just loss. tolerance, yeah, you yeah, know, that, sure. hey, we can't account for 10% of this for whatever how reason. How much product does Walmart lose in a day to stealing? Let's just see. <clears throat> well, uh, it's per year, this particular number. And I wonder that's going to take into consideration people bring return theft or fraud, you know, that kind of type of thing. Well, it goes to three different things. It's called shrinkage, apparently, in yeah. the business term. And what it counts for is three things, three distinct conditions. Number one is paperwork errors. That's legitimate accounting process errors. And that's the worker's fault. <clears throat> yeah, ordering inventory, that kind of stuff. Number two is damaged goods, like Big Daddy. Damaged goods, discount. He's throwing the cans down. And then actual threat, theft. Uh, an annual inventory should reveal a normal shrinkage of less than 1% annually. Walmart's last reported shrinkage was about $3 billion. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's just crazy. And I remember whenever we would do uh, uh, inventory for like Lowe's and stuff. And we would have to dig through all the racks late at night, you know. And we found stuff that was like 20 years old. Oh, yeah. That's already been marked off the books. <clears throat> so it's yeah, non-existence, it's wink, wink. Yeah. You know, it's just not there. So Yeah, it says their average, of course, what we know, what's public, their average annual revenue is $300 billion, So about 1% of that's $1 billion. That's 1%, 1% lost one is $1 billion dollars yeah. is their 1%. <laughs> And yet, you got people like Elon Musk that's paid <laughs> just recently the most taxes than any person in American history. He paid something like $11 billion in yeah, taxes, which means he paid $153 million a day, I think this was the number, since he became a citizen in the United States. That's the math that added up to. Mm. It was something crazy like that. <laughs> and Nancy Pelosi had the nerve to comment and make fun of him trying to pay taxes. At least he's paying taxes. At least he's not even only, not only paying. He's paid more taxes than every American almost in history, pretty yeah. much. Like just himself. Not only has he contributed to society by ways of technology and science and advancement, but he's paid eleven billion with a B dollars in taxes. And I mean, he didn't have to. So he what, sold his Tesla stock. He asked people, "Should I do this?" If you guys tell me I should, I will. And then there was a rapper, I can't remember who it was, talking about, uh, I think it was a rapper, or someone saying, like, 
six billion dollars could end world hunger. It's a disgrace that he's making this kind of money, all this. And he's just like, if you show me the numbers of exactly how six billion would end world hunger, I'll sell it right now. And I'll give it away right now. You show me the receipts. He's like, but here's the stipulations. You know, it's got to have receipts. It's got to, you got to prove to me right. that it's going That's exactly going... where it's going right. and exactly 100% of it. And, you know. So he's worth about 266 bill right now. That we know. That well, that's Correct. that's just stake in businesses yes. and yeah. cash that they may or may not, you know, have. But I mean, he also sold like all of his houses and a lot of his assets a year or two ago. I right. remember that being a big thing. He's like, "Why would I do this? Like, why would I keep it?" He's kind of a minimalist in a way, like right. he's so he's too smart for his own good. Like he he doesn't really want things. What he wants is it seems like what he wants is just to help, to be known, and to advance past all the gatekeepers that yeah. block science, you know, and politics. And well, he just took a sidestep to NASA, like you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna have my own rockets here. Yeah, we've been trying to get back to the moon since the '70s, and what happened? Oh, it's just so dangerous. It's too expensive, and all of a sudden, you got Elon in a year or two has self-landing rockets. Right. You know, reusable, recyclable rockets to effectively lower space travel costs if you're trying to go to space and if you're trying to, you know, send rockets up into our atmosphere and past. So I guess it's not illegal then, or is it? You have to work with airspaces, I'm sure, and governments. And st- I mean, you're not allowed to just build a say, rocket. Is out of the atmosphere, is that restricted airspace? Where You know what I mean? How could they regulate that? Once you leave our atmosphere... In airspaces, I'm sure that it's international. Or that's what I say. Is it like international waters where anything goes? Just a pirate free for all. Oh, you space pirate. Space pirates. Think about it. Swinging off a ship, cruising through Neptune. The little, you know, just blitzing on by, dude. You You got teal, blue, green Neptune behind you. And you look over to your right, you see a big stinky Uranus oh, right yeah. there. You don't avoid want to fly that to Uranus. Place. That no. heavily gaseous. You know, they just have such terrible traffic this time of year. That's why I I tend to stay away from Uranus this time of year. But <clears throat> I might swing on out to Pluto. If we're talking space pirate stuff, how far would you go outside of our universe or outside of our solar system? If I wouldn't leave Saturn, I don't believe, because I feel like that's a it's a huge planet. Well, I guess it's made of a gas, though, too, so you can't tangibly stand on the planet. Well, all this is theoretical. None right. of us have well, ever even right. been there, and this is putting our faith in trust in NASA, which what we talked we about taught. Satanists, pedophiles, and you know, child molesters, and like, n- n- and Nazis. Nazis. So we're putting our faith and trust in all of our space knowledge and science in Nazis and collaborative scientists that go along with their plan. It very well could be true. <clears throat> or we don't know. it could be a cover for something yeah. that, yeah. you know, they want to keep hush-hush. Yeah, we don't know. We'll figure it out maybe one day or not. But either way, it's not exactly super relevant to our daily life. I know they, you could always make the arguments, well, satellites and cell phones and GPS and location. Of course, it's to our daily life. Every, you know, trucks and truckers and ships and airplanes all go off but ultimately you and I daily it has really no effect but yeah. it is interesting and important to talk about and discuss you know but <clears throat> I think that's where the trap is in a lot of these things 
like especially like conspiracy theories. The conspiracy theory and the process itself isn't bad, and it's not good by itself. It's merely but questioning something method. you don't fully understand is the way to go. Correct. And if you know, I just had this realization that I have never sat down and researched really anything. Because where do you look? What's what's yeah legitimate and 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 you're like, well, I'm just I know unbiased. where to go. I'm gonna go to NASA, and you start looking up NASA, and you're like, all your information comes from one source, and you're like, well, first of all, if you were doing any other project, that would be inappropriate. You could even cite it. You couldn't cite yeah, the one source. Having one source is inappropriate and unacceptable. You would need multiple. Well, where do you go? Well, then you start looking at some of these conflicting scientists, like actual scientists, are conflicting on. <clears throat> shapes, sizes, and magnitudes, and distances. These are not absolutes. And time. Yeah, I mean, these are all just theories. Just like, you know, principles like laws of gravity are not necessarily laws. They're theories. We know something is pulling everything that we know kind of down, but we don't know what it is. We call it gravity, and in some ways it's testable. In other ways, gravity is not testable and not really repeatable. So it's this weird mystical kind of force that grabs us and pulls us down, and we just, you know, trust these terms and these explanations and theories that we've been given our whole life, and rarely have I ever questioned that growing up, especially in school. I didn't have the knowledge to even think differently. I just assumed that my teachers were telling me the absolute truth. That's not something that was even... But that was before, you know, people questioned things because there there was no internet. There was no, you know... Yeah. You couldn't just look it up. Look how many times in history that educators have flip-flopped on every topic, including things like globe versus flat earth. We used to teach... And odds are, the viewers listening, your grandparents or great-grandparents, maybe even yourselves, were taught about the flat earth. And then all of a sudden, NASA comes around and flip-flops everything. And now, now we're back to a ground globe earth. So there, there are very... There are many conflicting points in science and history and experts... And the more I grow old, the more I question things, the more I use that mindset and mentality to question things and just try and find answers. I'm not just going down rabbit holes of, quote, conspiracy theories. But what I'm doing, I'm truly trying to test the hypothesis that was given to me and the theory given to me so that I could see if it holds any sort of water in my basic uh, in my basic realm, like in my reality, in my understanding does this concept make sense? Can I make any sort of sense out of it? And is there any other viewpoint to look at this, any other perspective that might change how I think, feel, or the outcome of this answer? And almost everything will always have a yes. And that's the caveat. You got to be careful. And also, that's the part you have to look for. Because odds are, <clears throat> when you find a, a, a rabbit hole, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. The way it could be a good thing is you could have just exposed a truth to yourself and you're on like the, the iceberg surface and you're you're digging and you're finding like you are in fact on an iceberg. You yeah. know, it's not just this tiny little thing on the surface. It goes deeper. Or 
the same scenario, same concept, you can go too deep. But either way, you're opening your mind to something else. Correct. And kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and so kind of going on a ledge So one must be mindful of the process and the destination. You have to learn that sometimes there is no answer. Sometimes you won't be able to receive your answer or find your evidence or that, that you're looking for. Sometimes you just have to say, well, I don't know. And one thing I do know, and probably the only thing that I do know, is that they don't know either. And I know they're lying to me. And then you stop there. And you're like, well, I can't proceed. But now I can then ask a different set of questions. Why? Why are they lying to me? Why would they, if they are, why would they lie? Why would, why would, why would they, they go they to that conceal? extent? To, yeah. You know, there's got to be something in it for them. So you can kind of you know, uh, track back things, but you can't get too caught up in the semantics, you know, the logistics of everything, you know, the operational aspect of certain conspiracies because you'll be theorizing until you turn blue and there's no right or wrong answer because it's just a theory and it's all hidden in conspiracy, right? So you're never really going to find a solid, like, this is the answer. I finally met my goal. I can stop researching. No. So once you've, You've researched a bunch and you keep looking. If you can't get to anything, you might have to just call your call it quits and move on to the next thing. You know, accept your losses, accept your wins, what you gained out of it, and then move on. Because it's I've seen too many friends <clears throat> that question a little too much. And they never quite come back out of the conspiracy realm. And I love conspiracies. I love them. I love talking about it. I love questioning everything. But I know when to say, okay, my chips are done. I'm going to take what chips I have left, and I'm going to bounce yep. because you, you you officially lost me. Or there's no answer here. You yep. don't know. I don't know. We we and might know we later. Can't but we can't find just, the yeah. information now, or maybe even our human bodies can't you know can't absorb comprehend. that. Can't, yeah. yeah, can't have that kind of information. And should you waste the next 20 years, 30 years trying to find that? It's like probably not. I kind of want to live my life for the next yeah. 20 years, to be honest with you. Like, like would you want to go down the the conspiracy hole of trying to prove Braxis, the chicken snake god, to yourself for the next 20 years? Or would you just be like, yeah, probably not, but I don't know, but probably not existing. I'll just move on, move on to the next thing. Maybe stuff that has a little bit more relevance you know, pick and choose your your entertainment conspiracies wisely. You know, pick things that you're not going to be just like feel obligated to, you know, oh, I have to solve this. Yeah. I got to do, you know, you're never going to solve it. It's it's okay, but it's fun to talk about. It's fun to think about. And these are, you know, that, that process of challenging questioning is what you're really after, not necessarily the destination of answers. Remember, they always tell you. Life is the journey, not the destination. Same thing for your successful career or extremely, you know, pinnacle moments in your life. You're going to have moments where you've worked your whole life for, you know, many, many years for this highlight, this pinnacle. And you need to recognize and use that appropriately. You know, find, find your strengths, find your weaknesses, work on your weaknesses and double down on your strengths and you know, questioning things has opened my eyes more. It's helping opening my friends' eyes as well and family. 
and more and more people are becoming more self-aware and what that term means to me is what we were just describing questioning almost everything if not everything quite literally and if you are if you don't have a second guess about information presented to you nowadays like you're i hate to break you're one of the sheep you know what i mean brought to you by pfizer brought to you by pfizer (laughs) brought to you by pfizer brought to you by pfizer brought to you by pfizer every tv show almost all your sources are are paid for and bought by pharmaceutical companies and the government and that's terrifying to me Every corporation is owned by a conglomerate of like three to five singular companies that own just everything. And to think that there's no motivation or reward for any sort of agency, politician, or person of power to capitalize on these things is so naive and you were like, well, why would they be doing this with this? That's so small. That doesn't have anything. Because if they can sap another million to 50 million a day from you, then that's worth it to them because they, it's just revenue streams. You know, they got like a hundred different revenue streams coming in at various millions and billions and trillions of dollars, depending on what kind of industry it is from military down to science and NASA and astrophysics and stuff. It They've locked down these higher education positions and poisoned them and corrupted them from politics, science, education, food and drugs. Everything has been tainted by the government because they get their stinky little grubby fingers in it. Oh, we can run it. Let us run it. Step back. No, I think we're going... No, you step back right now. No, trust me. We got this, guys. And they just push business people aside and regular people aside and you have mega corporations with no face no soul and no singular human being behind them so what happens in a big riot is mob mentality and that's basic psychology and sociology and the exact same thing happens with a faceless nameless corporation where you might know Jeff Bezos as this face of the company. You know, you might know the former Jack Dorsey for Twitter. You know, they were the face. They were merely just a face. But the corporation is the problem, not necessarily the individual. Because oftentimes these corporations, you can't track down a singular individual solely responsible for the corruption. Oftentimes it's board members mixed with you know, employees, mixed most with all investors. Of them yeah, involved and, at some level. It's a big scheme. It's Whether just they know it or scheme. not, but most of the time, you know, they're in on it. <clears throat> and these people are best friends with, with politicians. And they just scratch each other's back. And they go to each other's parties, each other's businesses. They send business to each other, you know, and then they write legislation effectively changing the economy of the United States and the forward progression that we had seen for the last four years prior to this Biden administration, we had such a forward progression in economics. And the only thing that my left friends would say that we didn't have a forward progression on is like, oh, socioeconomic connections between people. You know, 
people were angry, racial tension, uh, all these things that I never saw daily. That you guys created because yes. I was fine. Correct. Where were you guys? Bingo. Out there causing a ruckus, yelling yeah. at that guy because, you know, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Live your life. And then all we saw was just accusations, baseless accusations that for four years on the taxpayer's expense, they went after Donald Trump and his administration for Russia Gate, and, and it was nowhere, nowhere, nothing, not a single shred of evidence, not anything. All cart, all charges dropped, and the Steele dossier was proven, paid for Russian intelligence by Hillary Clinton. Bing, bing. This is basic knowledge. That's why the Clintons are done. That's why they're behind the scenes, not doing anything. They're hiding but out right if now. If you don't think that Biden is with them. And AOC and people like that, if you don't think they're on the same team, Nancy Pelosi, and yes, I'll say it, going all the way over to the Mitch McConnells and the old Paul Ryan that used to be the speaker. The, we call them rhinos, Republican in name only. The parties are the same, guys. The parties are the same. They're the same corrupt jerks that are they're working with each other. They're walking on stage, portraying a character... And then going behind the curtain and giving each other high fives for their performance. Nice job, Donald. You're yeah. welcome, Hillary. Great job. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They're all the same. <clears throat> so I must look at policies and I have to think about what we could do for our country. And these policies under current administration are absolutely devastating. They're anti-American. They're anti-freedom. They're destroying our country, our economy. The average American worker, the middle class is effectively destroyed and eliminated. This is the largest transfer of wealth that's ever happened in the entire history of the United States. And all of the money that's been printed now in the past few years is more than we've ever printed. So we've effectively destroyed the economy, bankrupted our economy and government. We have made everyone homeless and or jobless, made them sick from the not getting outside. Not worth anything. They inflated the dollar to astronomical regions. You got gas at four and five dollars a gallon in some states. Cigarettes are fifteen dollars a pack in New York. You have beef jerky at twenty to thirty dollars in these same states and Jeez. cities. Let me tell you what, this is exactly what you guys vote in. It's a slippery slope from here on out, guys. You gotta be careful. On about who we are voting in on every position because these people keep each other safe and they protect each other. And if they're in a clan, they are in a clan with a K, in my opinion. And they are all evil, horrible people abusing, mistreating, and in a lot of cases with our Food and Drug Administration, killing Americans. And it's absolutely devastating that you have an entire group of people voting for these people continuously continuously year after year let me say something to those of you living in new york city burning hell i'm just kidding how truly happy are you when you walk to your job when you walk to your cafe or pizza spot you know you're that local Italian piece of place and that got an 8-9. And you ignore 5,000 people just walking two blocks or, you know, snooty to someone. Like, why, what does that get you? And you see everyone standing away from each other. You see a homeless dude taking a dump on a car. Mm. You know, it's like... <laughs> My favorite pastime right there. You see some dude smoking crack in an alley. 
you see some dude getting jumped and robbed. It's like, at, at what point do you want and decide that something's got to change and your environment isn't good? I know you're like, it's just New York, you know what I'm saying? That's what you get when you live in a big city. Yeah, well, I don't want to live in a big city if that's what living in a big city is. If getting beat up, rub, robbed, mugged, killed on the side of the road for just walking down the road is what can happen in a big city, I don't want anything to do with it. And then paying ridiculous rent prices, mortgage prices. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> for, for two hundred square foot yeah. room, a singular room in New York. You're renting a shoebox just because you're on like a low number singular digit street. You're on like Fourth Street. Like, let me tell you something. No one cares in the real world outside of your bubble of New York City where you live. No one cares what size of your house, what shape it is, what block you're on. That's not important. It's not relevant. No one around our area is being like, oh, this guy lives on uh This guy only Fremont. has three layers in his house? Come yeah. on. He's Ugh. not, I mean, he's not wearing these clothes. He's not doing this. He doesn't live, that doesn't, I know you think it's, it's like that, but that's so superficial. And unfortunately for you, times have changed. And yeah. fortunately for us, times have changed. You know, we're finally getting back to, like, not really worrying that much. And people have had a reality shift for since this pandemic. They've seen what our leaders that we voted in have done to them. What they've done to their families. What they've done to their family members and friends. Look at Cuomo. How many people's grandparents died because of him? A lot. Thousands. And you could say, well, you know, thousands of people out of 350, 400 million, you know, that's, you know, that might be the price we pay for living. You're disgusting. So don't accept that low number. And then yeah, these other minorities, exactly. you, oh, I, I we got to praise this 0.01%. Yeah. And don't try population. and tell me that we had to lock down every single part of the population because 99.998% are surviving COVID. But if we can save just one person, okay. Then use that same mentality across the board if you're going to try and use it. Yeah, don't cherry pick which yeah. groups of individuals you want to save and which ones you want to, you know, throw under the Man, bus. Man, I'm just glad to see them Cuomo brothers are gone. Oh, see yeah. ya! Going to prison. Warm that concrete cot up. They're going to get treated real nice there, I'm sure. <laughs> Someone's boyfriend. And it's, it seems to be old. Like, CNN just can't, can't get away from that... Uh, from children, huh? Uh, two more anchors are are bust like lead bad child molestation and like pedophilia and stuff. Woo! Shut them down. Shut them down. Shut them down. Burn it down. You mean to tell me you're you're mad at a white child defending himself in the streets because rioters almost killed him with a skateboard, a chain, and all sorts of stuff? Right, right. But where are you now? Why aren't you speaking up? There's so many instances that you cherry pick, like Tyler said. You cherry pick specific things to back your agenda or your team's talking points. And you completely overlook what's going on. People have had enough. You know, people have had enough, man. I have multiple liberal friends that have told me they're done being liberals. They specifically said, I'm done with the liberal mindset. I've lived in this bubble for too long, and 
I feel like the blanket's been lifted over my eyes. That was one guy, and I'm super proud of him. Yeah. Other people, similar instances, similar things said. You know, people are waking up and realizing that it really matters that we pay attention and listen and do due, due diligence on these politicians that tell us what they're going to do and then do the exact opposite the second they're off the campaign trail and they're in that office chair. Yeah, you might support these guys in, you know, these offices and stuff, but they don't have your back like you think that, you know. No. It's just they, they don't they don't give two craps less about you or your family or anyone else. No, and it's so clear and apparent. I mean, it's instead of telling you one single day for the last two years now, right, of this pandemic. Not one day did MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, any of these mainstream media tell you to go outside and get vitamin D in the sun. No one told you how important it was to lose weight. No one told you how important it was to stay Stay healthy and active and moving, drinking lots of fluid, drinking water, regular exercise, and a heavy dose of vitamin D in the morning. Guess what, guys? Between 8 and 11 in the morning is the healthiest sunlight for our hemisphere, like like where we are located, right? Where the sun is not super powerful yet. Not a lot of UV rays, but you still have the source of vitamin D. A lot of those mornings, there's not a lot of atmosphere, so the UV rays are coming right through. You only need the, well, this is generally Caucasian people only need 15 to 20 minutes of that morning sun. So go sit outside for 15 minutes and quiet and meditate. instant Pray, do whatever. Yeah, get your vitamin D hormone dosed up. Get yourself fixed. That's your vaccine. And get out there and start hustling. You know what I'm saying? And just put it on your normal to-do list. You know, okay, go in the morning, get my Starbucks. Then I'm going to drink that Starbucks. With a little bit of sun. And for any of you guys that have like uh, shades of melanin in your skin. So if you're, you know, a Mexican guy, if you're an Indian guy, if you're a black guy, um, different shades of melanin. The darker your complexion, you're going to have to double, triple, and quadruple the amount of time spent in the sun to get the amount of uh, absorption of vitamin D. It's just your defense, you know, and you are much more acclimated to the sun than white people, than us. (laughs) Like... Straight up, we can't be in Africa all day. I'll burn to a crisp and die, dude. I'll burn to a crisp and die. I'll be slathering on latex paint to try and stay out of the sun. You know what I'm saying? But they've adapted. Their their skin's adapted to be able to be in environments that we can't. I listened to Jim Gaffigan stand up last night, and he was talking about that. He's like, why is it <laughs> oh, oh, pale white guy like me? He's got to put on ranch dressing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the whitest color to just protect slather. myself. <laughs> yeah. Just latex bit. drywall paint, you know, this <laughs> drywall chalk paint. Yeah, and but that's important to know. That's important to know. And in major cities, you have doctors that do not tell you you're fat when you're fat. You have doctors that well, nutrition's not, not a part of the practice yeah. nowadays. It's and what pill can I push and what you know little bonus could I get off of pushing this pill, selling this to them, and then getting them hooked on it. A lot of doctors are not allowed to say, like, for instance, I just heard this on Rogan. It was disgustingly inhumane. 
certain doctors in certain cities, and Joe knows one of them in Austin, that will not take natural genetic uh, disadvantages into consideration when into it comes considerations to, when yeah. it comes to medical yeah. reasons. So you're talking about certain diseases affecting black people more, certain diseases affecting white people more, or you know, people of certain ethnicities will have certain afflictions that others do not. And they refuse and cannot by their quote laws and rules address them. They have to ignore them and be like, well, how do you feel? You know, what well, it could be a sore throat, but we'll look at, you know, the, that just excuse like me, a, tell them what's wrong. A litany of just yeah. malpractice lawsuits. Ex bingo, malpractice. That's the word I was looking for because it is, do you go to your doctor to emotionally feel good? No. No, you go to find out what's wrong with you. Whenever I Medically. went for the COVID test, they gave me papers. Here you go. Here's your mask. See you later kick me straight out and I'm like so do I get I wasn't even prescribed any medication well you can go to this place up in Branson or I can't even remember where it's at a couple hour drive or whatever and you can get fluids put in you I'll stay at home and drink water here Yeah, they were talking about like an IV you know putting just replacing your fluids and stuff like yeah. come on no. well there is you know obviously depending on what it is what you get is the second the second you know you got COVID go get yourself monoclonal antibodies and the cocktail of everything. Say you want ivermectin. Say you want hydroxylase. Say you want everything. Where can I go get this? Give it to me. Because these studies are real. The studies show. And they have less side effects, if any, than the, quote, vaccine slash therapeutic that they've been pushing. And now they're changing. Now they're going to microchip you in your hand oh, yeah. for your vaccine passport. Oh, Christians didn't see this coming. We're crazy. Conspiracy theorists didn't see this coming either. We're crazy. They're not coming for your guns, Tyler. They're crazy. This lockdown's only two weeks, Tyler. You're crazy. Let us just do One it. One year later. How much more do you guys need to see before you start realizing that maybe, just maybe, you should stop calling everything a conspiracy theory and really just say everything is a conspiracy. What a conspiracy is and is this. The wool has been pulled over your eyes. Conspiracy is merely two people conspiring. That's it. Minimum. Two people. So, well, that's a big conspiracy. Yeah, there's small conspiracies, there's big ones, and there's mega ones. And I feel like they're doing all of the above on us, and they have been forever. And people are slowly finding out stuff with the information age and the access to information, the ability to film, record everything. You know, and transmit it publicly across the world immediately has been their downfall. Yep. They double down on the internet and it's now their downfall and they can't Catching stop up it. To them. Yep. They, they can't stop it. It's the information age and we're waving and cresting over them. More and more people are tumbling in the wave and coming out the white crest on top and realizing this is a scam and I refuse to be a part of it. And I like to think of it as if they kind of missed away from the wave and they're no longer connected to this big moving sloshing wave that's all one big part. Believe us, we're moving, we're a big wave, yet they just keep toppling over, keep toppling over. And you finally question enough and you get disconnected. And it feels like, just like my friend said, that moment that it happens, 
it feels like a blanket is literally lifted off off of you like like your soul or something it feels like an awakening like you wake up physically from a nice nap and you're like i'm rested i'm ready to receive more information now because now i have a real perspective that i can receive this information with and challenge this information question it and hopefully get to some sort of answer in the end you know that's that's the objective and man you know I, i'm constantly listening to different podcasts from basic generic you know entertainment comedy podcasts all the way to uh historic ones like hardcore history with dan carlin you know and um informational ones like lex friedman or brett weinstein um all of these people have different podcasts that do the same thing in a different way. They challenge information. And they're unfiltered. Yeah. That's what I love. Bingo. They're not uncensored, yep. unfiltered. Yep. It's the raw deal. They talk. Take it or leave it. And they're not scared to say what they're thinking because they're being just genuine, which is what we strive for. Sitting around a campfire, it's quiet. It's been like two or three minutes. No one said anything. They're staring at the fire. And all of a sudden, your buddy's just like, what do you think all these stars are, man? You know, and it starts something like that. It gets the conversation rolling. and right, right. You know, those 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 kind of conversations are super important. And that's what primitive man used to do. That's what they're trying to keep us from doing. I mean, look at Australia. You stay in this house in this camp. You stay in this house in this camp. You're not allowed to leave. You're not allowed to step off your porch. If you step off your porch, you got to have a mask. got to have a reason for doing it. You know, they're checking coffee cups. There was a lady that went to go get a cup of coffee. They checked her coffee cup. What do you have in your cup? Let me make sure you actually went and got coffee. Jeez. Otherwise, you're going to jail. Because if you went and got coffee, you didn't spread COVID. But if you didn't get coffee and got a cup, you spread it. You're going to prison now. Do you see the hypocrisy? There is no logic. There is no logic in any of this reasoning anymore. We humored them. Two weeks was enough. Four weeks, I thought it was getting kind of crazy. I lost my job immediately. Couldn't get it for like two months. All restaurants were closed down. They destroyed small businesses. Rich got richer. They transferred all the wealth from the middle class. They bumped the middle class down to lower class and poverty levels. And everyone dropped down a level except for the top like 0.2%. And then got some uh, tax bonuses too on top They all of got bonuses. Yeah, rewards and bonuses. They all got <coughs> paid, dude. They got paid. Got checks. $33 billion in one year Moderna alone. Imagine the bonuses, the employees and investors, board members, salesmen. Imagine those bonuses while you guys and I were hungry, starving, and out of work. While you were locked down in your home. While you were locked away, not able to go to church, not able to see your grandparents in the nursing home or in the hospital. Yeah, your life is getting impeded by people that don't care. Why would you stay? Why would you take that? You know, and it has no effect on their on the politicians right. and elites' life because they live in their own secluded neighborhoods where they're doing what they want, going to each other's parties and oh, businesses. Yeah. Look at Nancy; she went in that hair salon. Remember that whole big fiasco? Oh, geez, yeah. And then she had the nerve to blame the hairdresser when she made. Her open up for her 
during lockdown. Nancy came in, no mask, made fun of him, laughed the whole time, no mask. None of her team did. And then she had the nerve to go on TV and say she was set up. Mm-hmm. You guys voted for that. Not all of you. Do you Some feel of good, you. Do, you. Do you feel good about that vote, <laughs> Some guys? of you. <laughs> Not well, to mention, she looks like the Crypt Keeper. I was, I was just about to say, she looks... Why do, why do they all look like Lori Lightfoot? Like the mayor of Chicago. Bit. She looks literally like that one, like the Crypt Keeper off of uh, the old TV show. Yeah, I can't remember uh, the name of it. Are You but... Afraid of the Dark or whatever? No, uh, no. the Tales from the Crypt. That's it. Yeah. The guy that's hey, next story. In the city of Chicago, we're going to be disbanding the police and empowering gangs. Congratulations. It, it sucks that, that, you know, that, that, their corruption runs so deep that the people that are sick and tired of it can't even, can't be heard. No. Can't be heard. That's the importance of making sure that stuff doesn't get taken over in your guys' cities, like by any side, by any party, by any group. It needs to be just a fair, open conversation with respectable people that have good policies for the better of everybody and not just certain classes, including minority groups and i'll say this we live in a wonderful country it is the beacon of light in this world people come to our soil from their places for the opportunity drastic means some of them too on a barrel yeah. or on a you know piece of scrap and or because something. of that people know what we can offer and what we can provide as a country and as a society over here in the United States. And that is not justifying nor approving of America's history and what we've done to different ethnic groups, different people groups, different countries, different cities. Many times we have been at fault. However, this is my stipulation. I would find it impossible to find another country that has gone more out of their way to help the world after these bad mistakes than the United States. Yeah. And they have been a beacon of light for freedom. And our Constitution has shown in other countries they've modeled after our country and or after our Constitution because we provide a way, equal opportunity, not equal outcome not equal outcome. And this is where super liberals, super progressives, they always feel like they got to look out for somebody. Always got to look out for someone. Well, yeah, but these pygmy people yeah. over here, come on yeah. now. No. And they always find <laughs> groups. They all they're never short of a term or a group or a label to pull up out of a hat. There's always a label. And they never short of random anecdotal incidences where they're being oppressed and we must all drop everything and give all of our money and time to this now new cause. Drop everything. And let me tell you what, that's all a cult. It's all a religion. It's all a myth. It's man-made, fear-mongering garbage. We are all equal here in this country. We're all the same humans yeah. on the same floating yeah. rock. What don't you get? Why I do you got to pick fights with anyone else here? We're I all here. I didn't choose to live here. I was born in here. So I didn't earn nor deserve anything that the United States has given me, right? 
And that is the principle of our country. Neither did any of us. Our rights are granted by the Creator, by God Himself. They're God-given rights. No man can give you or take away your right to free speech. You have the right to talk. You have the right to say what you want, to say what you feel. And there's a slew of other ones that we included in this. And it outlines basic human rights. And that model of our Constitution is undeniable. And paired with things like the Ten Commandments, they're just morally right. Right. They're just the right. Even if you have no faith and you look at the Ten Commandments, most people can agree that all of them or a lot of them are very good for a, a high-functioning society. To and if you argue with. against not killing someone, there's something wrong yeah. with you. Don't you know steal. I mean? Don't kill. Don't covet your neighbor's things and wife. Yeah. You know, like things – honor your father and mother, you know. These are these are things that are basic, even for people without faith, like of the secular mind to get a hold of. Like, well, I believe in not taking what's not mine. You know, right. I believe in helping people and caring for other people. And whenever you have a governing body and humans trying to say, well, we're doing, we're going to do what's best for you. You know, these people don't get the right to speak, aka Donald Trump or Alex Jones. Dangerous for your safety. We're gonna, we're gonna get rid of them and everyone. Yay! Those bigots are gone. Those racists, the Nazis are gone. You're next. You're next. Yeah, just pick a label from the from the hat, and guess what? You're gonna fall underneath those stipulations. Let me pick from the hat. <laughs> it's my hat now. Let me pick from the hat. Now you guys aren't too happy. Now you're a little nervous. Now it make now it's making sense. Now do you see – now imagine you you and your team has been winning. Let's say your team is uh, Republicans, right? And your team has been winning, winning, winning for the last like six elections, just, just Republicans. It's your team. And all of a sudden your team kind of changes and goes different ideas. Are, are, are you going to keep backing them? If they conflict with your morals or personal Well, opinions. I have to. I'm on this side of yeah. the fence, though. And now know? we're just seeing people double down, triple down. And now, because they've doubled and tripled down, it's not even about pride or ego anymore. They're delusional. Both sides. They're delusional. They know their followers don't care. They don't research. They don't do due diligence. They don't remember what they said on the campaign trail. They just... Fearmonger from next thing to next thing to next thing to next thing to keep you talking, and then when you're finally about to come to a conclusion, something else no, comes out. Something else just for you happened. To talk about, and it's like next thing you know, four years have passed, and Donald Trump's a racist. Don't let him in. The yeah. country depends on it. And then the same thing again. And then I got to hear my stupid friends talk for another year. But hear them silent for three years. Yeah. And I'm the only one that follows this thing like a bat. Just like, wee, wee, wee. And just squeaking around, flying, hovering around, trying to watch both sides and flapping back and forth, back and forth. They're all a bunch of psychos, dude. They're all corrupt. They're all on the same team. And they've tricked everybody. Our entire system for voting and electoral is necessary because it, it breaks up the populations into even votes. Yes. And I'm not for discrediting someone else, disbanding the— But if someone else's vote overrides mine, why yeah. am I voting? Yeah. 
it's it's a very weird process. And what's even worse is like you have electoral colleges in certain states where the Democrats have effectively changed the rules to benefit them during the election, 2016 and 2020. They were their constituents voted one way. Clinton took the vote the other. So what part is that is fair? How is that fair for my Democrat <laughs> friends that voted for the other Democrats, Bernie and all the other ones? How is that fair when their their majority voted for that candidate? That's all thrown out in the trash because it guess is what? electoral college. Boom. They, they call it. No, it's called super delegates. Oh, yeah. And that is where the Democrats have that. And they contain super delegate states that allow them to seize control of the electoral college in their state despite what their constituents voted that is communism that is communism you are not allowed to do that why haven't they changed that why haven't why hasn't anyone said anything about that in their state other than the do nothing republicans that i have major problems with they're the only ones that's actually being like, hey, is anyone going to do anything about this? And I'll say this. Some of my Democrat friends became aware of it during the 2016 election when they were upset that Bernie got skeeted out the door oh. and took his check. He's like, well, they booted him out. He got burned. We'll try again next time, guys. Hey, God, four more years. We'll try again. And then he goes and he takes his check again. Yeah, and he's gone. Super delegates <laughs> steal the votes again. Which is part of the plan. And he was just upon the entire time. You guys got used again. You got used again. With promise to free everything. Free! You want to go to school? I'm going to write a check for you, buddy. You can go to whatever school you want for free. Here we go. Yeah. We got to start thinking, guys. Got to really <laughs> start thinking, people. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's becoming... More dire. I know they say every election is more crucial than the last. It's, it's so it's imperative. We vote in the right person. They're going to destroy. No. But. Up until this administration, I thought that way that like one person and one administration couldn't really throw the course of our country off so badly. Boy, was I wrong, Tyler. Boy, was I wrong. And I'd give anything for some mean tweets and some awesome foreign policy right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, Texas is finishing the border wall regardless of Biden. Stuff that up your butt, Biden. Love that. Nice job, Texas. Keep it on. You're American. You're patriots. And I appreciate that from up here in Missouri. Thank you. Thank you. Other states along the border, do your job as well. Plug them. Finish them. It's state defense. Do it. Issue your National Guard. It's under your jurisdiction, governors. Do it. And if, and if Do you guys it. don't even believe in that, keep your uh, front door unlocked at night. See if that sits well with you. Yeah. Just keep all your doors wide open. Why don't we do that? Why don't you do what San Francisco does? Leave your cars unlocked. Leave a sign on it that says, please don't break my glass. There's nothing in here. Because they're so used to just a terrible economy terrible people in a disgustingly rich crime neighborhood you gotta change something before it comes to your doorstep and i'm i applaud texas and border towns that are doing what they have to do to survive and keep their citizens safe and the rest of our country 
we really owe you guys a lot because we're in Missouri. It's, there's not a lot we could do here. But I can tell you for a fact, every corporate kitchen I've ever worked in was filled with illegals up here. Some good, some bad. They're regular human beings, just like regular I mean, people. They deserve a fighting chance, but, but do it the right way. Do it the right way. We, If we are going to be a welfare state, which we are, we are a welfare state, our country. We have programs that offer assistance. We give free stuff. We take care of you. There's tons of programs, depending on your background and what you are, programs for you, right? We cannot offer those services if we are not maintaining control of our borders, our language, and our culture. Those three things alone define a nation. We are not a nation without borders, without language, and without culture. We need English is our language. Our culture is American, the melting pot, the loving freedom melting pot. And our borders must be strong, north and south. This isn't this isn't rocket science. This is basic, you know, Basic diplomacy, like basic borders, basic nation building. Those three things define a nation. Look at Mexico. They have borders, they have language, and they have a culture. You know the Mexican culture. You know the Mexican language. It's it's what it is. That is how we must be if we are to offer all this amazing stuff that we've been given and that we've built yeah and we have the ability to offer people sustainably these same freedoms and it involves the process of immigration which i have personally sat through from start to finish in immigration one of my ex-girlfriends was from mexico her whole family i got to witness her applying Studying, I drove her to Kansas City, St. Louis, Jeff oh. City, Kansas City, back and forth. And it's a process. It's a it's years. It took my buddy her, George. He's yeah, Ukrainian, and I did that thing with him. Went to Jeff City, did that thing. I gotta take my test now. I gotta do this. Gotta study for this. How awesome is it though? It's and, how rewarding and, and fantastic. How, how magical is that moment when happy they he when they was. swear in. Dude, when they swear in in that courtroom in yeah. front of the judge, oh, yeah. and that judge's like, congratulations, you're all you're American, American citizens. citizens. You look around, there's not a dry eye Bam. in the room. Yeah. Because these people know what that means for them from that second on. Some of them are in it, you know, 10, 15 years just Absolutely. waiting on a wait list just to yeah. get an opportunity to take the test or and whatever And these people are jumping is. ahead of these people. Yeah. And stealing what they have and what they're mm. working towards and what they are working for their family just like them. Only they're going about it the right way, the sustainable way, the way that we can somewhat manage it. Yeah. Which people say, well, the Republicans are against immigration. Never. Go back, look at Chuck Schumer, Obama, Nancy Pelosi, Elizabeth Warren, all talking before Donald Trump, all talking about immigration. YouTube it. They sound exactly like Donald Trump. The exact same talking points. We need borders. We can't have legal immigration. They're stealing our jobs. They're taking low pay. This is exactly what they said. Democrats said it in 2006, 2008, 1998. Clinton said it. Every Democrat has said this. This was a universal thing between both parties. And then one party saw an ability to capitalize and monetize 
the emotional movement of soapboxing in the modern culture. Blacken your Facebook page logo for Black Lives Matter for one day. It's a blackout. Corporates put a blackout like they're really saving black lives. They're getting money from you idiots putting a picture. Save save this group of people. They're not seeing a dime, but Pfizer is. Facebook is. Jeff Bezos, like, you idiots, stop. Stop falling for it, guys. Stop falling for it. We all fall for it. We have to call ourselves idiots. We have to call ourselves ignorant and naive, and then you correct it. We must accept accountability for being wrong and lied to, and I have done that, and I am the biggest idiot of them all. You know, and I just have, have, have accepted it already and I'm just moving on and trying to learn when I can. But I refuse to be tricked by an idiot politician now. Right. I refuse. I'm smarter There's than There's too much them. information yeah. out there nowadays yeah. where you can... I, I refuse. I refuse to be scammed by a politician anymore. Do your research, guys. We're going to end this. We're wrapping up. We, we got about two hours in. And I've got a great kind of an ironic wink song that's just going to float us out of here. Let's you know do it. I mean? Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Beer Bros Campfire Fun Time. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. We love you. Appreciate you listening.